All right, guys, welcome to another episode on the channel. Got my boy Squints, my boy Sammy. Gonna talk about a lot of interesting stuff today. You ready? Let's go. I'll let cool. you lead Thanks off. Thanks for being here, Sam. Um, you gave me a little brief, uh, a brief synopsis about you, which is dope, and I'm super interested. And in, uh, let's just uh, get right out there, man. So, no psychedelic experience at all, and you end up trying ayahuasca for the first time as your first. Uh, alternative medicine uh experience no mushrooms no nothing before nothing nothing which is for those out there this is like the this is the biggest ride there is you know this is the real shaman shit straight out of the jungles peru ayahuasca is the one that cracks you open so what is um, it six eight hours more like 12. Yeah, oh, shit. it's a it's a it's a real trip. I've never done ayahuasca myself. So I, I've wanted to try it and I was chicken out last minute. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a commitment. It's a commitment. And I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm ready, but I'm not ready. So we Wait, have you have you done mushrooms before? Yeah. Or any, yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, you know, a and lot. I, and we I microdose constantly and like and, and I'm pretty, you know, Pretty experienced in other psychedelics, acid, LSD, mushrooms, nice. you know, 2C, MDMA, everything else. Yeah, I haven't touched <laughs> yeah. any of that stuff. Um, I tried DMT. Hear a lot of good things about DMT. It just hasn't called me. Shorter, shorter, shorter. They say it's basically a taste of ayahuasca at a very small, small level. Yeah, and then you wake back up and you get to go about your day regularly. Yeah. And you're back to normal in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So tell us how that... Uh, how that came into your life. I got in, I sat in my first Aya ceremony about two years ago. I ended a long-term relationship. And then that same month, I had to put my dog down after 10 years. So it was like rock bottom. I was like, yeah. fuck, what am I going through? Yeah. Um, at the same time, I had to move pack and just move to a different city. Went from the valley to LA to the west side. And it's a big change, you know? Um, I went from having someone in bed with me for the last 12 years of my life to wow. literally no one. So it was dark. It was very dark and I was just ready for growth. I was ready for change and I was already feeling numb at the moment. So going and sitting with Aya, I didn't even think twice. I, I honestly felt like it was calling me. Yeah, I believe you know, that. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's, I like to call him my shaman or my mentor who's done multiple ceremonies and he's always tried to get me to go, but it was, it was just never calling me. Yeah. Did he, uh, he just approached it and like, I think this will be good for you type of? In the past, yeah. Yeah. But when I felt myself hit rock bottom yeah. and I went through that rabbit hole, I, I hit him up right away. I was like, yo, hit up the shaman, set this up, let's go. Yeah, um, and I did my first ayahuasca ceremony two years ago. So you're happy you found it and did it? Yeah, it's, look, people always say like, is it gonna change my life? Or I heard ayahuasca does change your life for the better, but it's a tool. That's how I like to think about it. It's, I went in there, it's almost hard to explain how to, it's hard to even explain Give, give people a breakdown of the ceremony. Give them your first experience, your, your, your remembrance of it. First is the, the intention is why. Mm -hmm. Why are you going in on this? Uh, what do you want to get out of it? You know, you walk in. Uh, you should have a purpose. 100%. It's not know? a recreational, I just want to go see some shit. No. This is a purpose-driven ceremony. 100%. Yeah. Did you have a purpose walking in? Yes. Do you want to share the purpose? My purpose was to just see light again. Okay, I got you. See light, I was in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, you know, after ending a seven year relationship, putting my dog down, I was so sad and down. So I just wanted to go, I guess, to just purge and release a lot of emotions and tension I had built up. And I'll tell you one thing, it did the job. Um, you got to fast for like about a week, no like animal products, no masturbation, no sex. Mm -hmm. um, no smoking. You just got to go clear, clear, clean system. Exactly. Clean system. So the first night I did a three night ceremony for my wow. first time. So back to back, back to back for three nights. There's, honestly, when I went there, the shaman looked at me and he's like, it's your first, first like a experience. experience. Like, yeah, he was worried. Probably. Yeah. He's like, and this is what you want to get into the first time. I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. 
Keep in mind, this guy doesn't speak English either. Straight from the jungle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so you go in, you put your stuff down. My first night, we, we stayed in a, it was a warehouse type of thing. Uh-huh. Porter potties, no showers. Wow. Um, you go in, you put your bed down, and you start meditating. You get into a meditative state of mind, ease the mind, and then... Yeah, they, they bring the ayahuasca out, you pray upon it, set your intentions, and you take your first shot, you go lay down, wait about like 45 minutes to an hour, and then he calls you up for a second round. And After an hour? After an hour. And if you feel called to it, you go back up, take your second shot. If you don't feel called to it, you don't. You don't, you just lay down. And the room's all quiet, it's literally, you could hear freaking like crickets everywhere. So you're in your head? Yeah. And I don't know where you start hearing, hearing people throw up. The first time I sat with Aya, we were a group of 20 people. So it's quite throwing up or pooping? Mainly throwing up in the beginning. I mean, I've never got the shits from Aya. It's usually just throwing up. Mm-hmm. That's my way of purging or shaking. Mm-hmm. Are you walking around during this? Or are you just yeah. laying? Yeah, they allow you to get up, walk around. You know, some groups don't allow that. Some groups, they get mad at you even if you make noise. But the group I sit with, it's free. You go outside, there's a fire, sit by the fire. It's just a whole, ex- I don't even know how to ex- freaking explain it, but. It's a what's the What's the feeling like inside? I like to compare it with mushrooms. So ayahuasca mushrooms to me, same concept. Mushrooms, way more feminine. Ayahuasca, way more masculine. Okay. You know, like with mushrooms, very loving. Mm-hmm. Um, with ayahuasca, you're going in there and get ready to hit the ringer. Like, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a rough. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Anything pleasurable about it? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I personally love... When I go into aisle, I love throwing up. Do you? That's my way, way of purging. I got it. Okay. I love throwing up. But no, there's nothing fun about it. No. Even after, like a, for a week after, while you're intrigate, uh, what's that word, intrigating? Integrating. Integrating. You, see, you feel like shit for like a week after that. And yeah. Then, and then things start clicking and you're like, all right, all right. So it's a full like, you're down for three days doing it and then another seven days on top just getting back to exactly life. Yeah. Did you go to work during those seven days? No, I took, I took time off. You can't, bro. It's... How'd you get home from San Diego? Friend drive. Uh-huh. So, day seven, um, post. things start clicking post post ceremony. Uh, how do you feel? Grounded. 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 At ease. Um, Accepting of. Accept. Yes. Yeah. You just you know you go in there and you you're purging so much you feel so like relief. And you're, everything's coming out with it. Your emotions, your feelings, your everything, past experiences. So I'll tell you one thing. Is I've done ayahuasca about 10 times now. My first breakthrough with Aya was the last time I sat with it. Really? What, what which was mean? night 10. What do you mean by breakthrough? Every time I went, it was just purging. So you didn't see anything? I saw things. I didn't really get clear messages. But for me personally, I feel like it was more of a release. Mm-hmm. Of just getting rid of those negative thoughts and yeah, negatives. just going there, and just throwing up, crying, yelling, screaming, shaking. You know, it was more like it letting was, it all out. It was a purge for me. Yeah, that last night I went is where I got fucked up. I got I got fucked up hard, and it was was it was, like, it was you happy you went through that hundred percent. It was one of the most roughest experiences, yet the best experience I've had. My intention for that was to just let go of depression and just be happy, you know? Why are you so down? I want to be happy. That was my intention. Yeah, because life is beautiful. Exactly. Life is fucking beautiful. Life is long and short at the same time. Yes, very. It can be. Yeah. It can be excruciatingly long or, or, or just as short, depending on, on whose perception, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I remember that the last night I went, this last time I went, Sat with my shaman and I told him, I was like, I want to get rid of depression. I want to be happy. How many nights did you do this last This round? one was two nights. Right. So the first night, just purging? First night, again, just purging. I'm like, fuck, it's just always throwing up and shaking and crying. Like, what messages am I getting out of this? Mm-hmm. Second night, 
took my first shot, waited, went up for my second shot, lay down, and someone came up in front of me. And it was myself. I saw myself right in front of me. But it was the depression, the depressed version of me. Okay. And I was the happy version of me. And we looked at each other right in the eyes. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm going to fucking get you, motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. And I'm, it's, this is not going in my mind. This is, I'm vocally saying this in a room with 10 other people mm-hmm. that just took ayahuasca, laying in their bed quiet. <laughs> and I'm here in my bed fucking saying, I'm going to get you, motherfucker, and I'm going to kill you. And, dude, we just started fighting. Started really? throwing, yeah, started throwing hands. I was hitting the air. At one point, I got him onto the ground. I started hitting the ground, and the shaman got up, and he came up to me, and he noticed that I was hitting the ground. My knuckles were getting, you know, kind of cut up, and I was hurting myself. They allow you to, they allow you to do your thing until they start to realize, all right, this guy's like hurting himself. So yeah. let's try to slow him down a bit. But they let me just do my thing. Are they singing during this? It's dead quiet. No chanting, no. No, no chanting. It's okay. the beginning of a ceremony. Usually yeah. the chanting and all that happens towards the end. Okay. So the message I got from there was I fought myself who was a depressed version. How did he respond to that? The depressed version? Yeah. He was fighting right back at me. Really? And dude, every hit I would take, I would feel it. I remember yeah. getting hit in the throat, getting hit in the chest, getting hit in the stomach, and I would feel those. I was on my knees crying and begging for it to stop. It hurt that bad. Wow. And they wouldn't come and help me. When I say they, I'm talking about the shaman and... He knew you were getting to Yeah, because they, they want you to go through it. They don't want to stop you. No. Because there's a message in everything you go through. Long story short, at the end of that, I, I ended up beating that depressed version of myself. And it was great, man. It was, How long ago was that? This was about like four months ago. How have you felt since? Grounded. That's it. I've always been like... I've never been a hothead. It takes a lot for me to get there. Mm-hmm. How has it improved your life? Dramatically. You know, I don't get angry as much. Um, I think before I respond. Amazing. Yeah. It takes a lot to get me angry. Do you find... Or giving someone a reaction. You're not going to get a reaction out of me, bro. It's like <laughs> That's good. I and wish... I, I envy that because <laughs> I can be... I've seen. I cool off fast, but I can explode just as fast, you know? Yeah. I'm like a prototypical Gemini, so like, you're going to get roller coasters of emotion. Mostly passion, you know? It's yeah. not like, I'm not a bully or like trying to pick on anybody, but I'm, you're going to get raw emotion most of the time. And I wish that I could, you know, stop and reset before I outburst sometimes, because, you know, it is a weakness and it's not something that I like, I like doing, but it is something that I struggle with from time to time in work and and other things you know always been like that um yeah i mean i come from a background where both of my parents were pretty aggressive my mom was a yeller my mom threw hands with like every man she ever been with so i i did grow up with with that type of seeing adults be aggressive and and expressing their feelings in that in that manner i'm not like I wouldn't consider myself like a threat to others until provoked necessarily, but I can, you know, it's probably not as bad as I think it is, but at the same point, I would love to be able to like woosah before I, <laughs> before I respond to something. So I totally, I totally vibe out with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that you're able to acknowledge that. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I can, t- I can take. I can take notes of my own, of, of my, I'm aware of, yeah. of things, you know? I take responsibility for, for my shortcomings, for sure. I like to be present in, in that, at least, you know? I respect that. I mean, the fact that you're able to acknowledge and call yourself out on it is the first step. Second step is fucking just putting the action into it now. Yeah, exactly. You're right. And I, you know, like I say, like, ins- inspiration to, to see you say that grounded. I mean, dude, I was never like that, you know? Yeah. Even with my ex of seven years. When I would get angry, shut down or start yelling. Yeah. When I would get sad, fucking, or angry, pop a wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Now, like, being on the opposite side, it feels so fucking good, dude. Lighter? 
way like even with dating like dating a girl pisses me off or something they're not getting a reaction they look at me like i'm crazy mm -hmm. well you are crazy but that's i mean stuff. yeah but like you know like doesn't bother you as much no anymore. you're not gonna get a reaction out of it. things that are i'm good with where i'm at that you're not gonna pick at or or you know it's just being it's good in your own space you know one thing i am working on though right now is i've always been the one to like have the last word yeah it's been so good not having the last word just leaving it be. Just leave it, yeah. You want to get into argument, you have your last word, I'll just agree and move on. Good. And that feels so much better, bro. Lighter, right? Wait, yes. And it's a, you know, it's a tough place to operate from, you know? It's hard wanting to be angry all the time. I mean, yeah, I grew up in a household where my father was angry 24-7. So that's what I thought was normal. And life is hard. And yeah. we get why those generations before us... Um, didn't have the tools that we have today or didn't accept that there was tools out there. And as a man, it's, it, it's tough. It's not okay to say that you're weak. You know what I mean? We don't get to operate the same way that, what did, what did, what did Chris Rock say? Um, he said that, that women, women, children, and animals are loved equally, but men are loved conditionally. Men are loved conditionally on the fact that they're providers, that they're this, that they're that, that they're strong, you know? And we don't get the chance to be loved unconditionally, to be loved for being a human being or knowing that we have weaknesses in these things. So it's hard as a man to like, you know, to- Be vulnerable yeah. maybe? Huh? Be vulnerable? Be vulnerable. We've been taught that that's, that's not something that we should exude. I mean, I understand why our, our parents, you know, have some of the issues that they had, you know? Oh yeah. I don't blame them for any of it. I respect. It's not them. their fault. Yeah, it's not. I say forgive them. Forgive them for they know not know what they do, bro. It's, it's like, not. You know, it's like some like some like some of my friends are like, dude, I was brought up this way, and this is who I am. No, motherfucker, you're a grown ass man. This this is the right thing. This is the wrong thing. Like, you're grown enough to heal yourself and to make yourself a better person. We do get to choose. Yeah, don't blame it on your childhood. It's the, the alcoholic father that has two sons and, and one becomes an alcoholic. And he says, well, why are you like this? And he's like, look who my father is. And the other one is, is the complete opposite and doesn't touch it. And they say, why are you like that? And he says, look who my father is, right? Yeah, like, I like that. It's the experience can go either way. It's what I we like choose that. to do with it. This is very true. You know what I thought about on the way here actually is, what's your guys' input on suicide is com is the act of suicide selfish it can be yeah it depends on the the <sighs> man a, sing um, a single man with no kids kills himself what about, his, himself. What about parents with parents is is that selfish of them to do i think that it's i, I think that we should all be that we should all be responsible for our own life. You know what I mean? And I think that regardless of other people's opinions, and even though it can be viewed as the, you know, the, the ultimate action to a short-term problem or what, however you spin it, is that I think that if somebody says they're done, then they should be able to get off the ride. Yeah, but that's, only reason I bring this up is because I was reading, there was a, someone, committed suicide recently and in the comments there was people talking shit yeah he's so selfish why'd he do this he had kids and a wife and i started to think like when someone is at the point where they're ready to take their life that switches off they're not thinking about anything else my mom's a my mom's husband um shot himself right in front of her and her my brothers and sisters that were like pretty young at the time like literally they weird ass weird ass circumstances they had just moved to a new house like two days prior got everything moved in and whatever and like he was in the garage and she walked out there and this fool fucking pulled out like a 357 revolver and just smoked himself bro in front of her with the kids in the house the whole shit i went there like a couple hours later homeboy's still slumped fucking they're going through it sheriffs are there um and then watching her go through the process, she's tried to kill herself in front of the kids multiple times since then. Um, you know, that she, 
you know, I don't know that she's ever made amends with that, that she's actually, you know. See, I feel like that, that's selfish. That's a very spiteful and selfish. That's why I say it's, yeah. it's circumstantial, right? Um, yeah. But. <sighs> I, was try, I was really trying to think about it. So like, is the guy selfish for killing himself knowing he has a family and wife? Yeah, because there's two ways looking. I feel like it, he could be selfish because he's putting his problems onto his family now, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're gone. Yeah. Or to wherever you go. Yeah, but also when someone's in that state of mind, again, that switches They're off. They're not thinking about They're that. They're not thinking. No, definitely not. You know, it's like telling an autistic person to act normal. It, yeah, I can't understand that weight because I've never been there. You know what I mean? So as a, what I like to think of as a normal thinking human being, I... I think it's selfish. I have children, I have a life, I have family, I have people that look up to me and I feel like when he did that, I said that was some pussy ass shit. Yeah. That dude's a punk. I said, I told her that he did you a favor. It's fucked up, but that's how I felt. Yeah. And you know, I've changed a little bit, I've aged a little bit, but at the same time, like, you know, here you are now traumatizing your children because of exactly. an action yeah. that somebody else made. That is and I said, that dude did you a fucking favor. Yeah. All you did was bitch about him and now he's gone. Well, you know, and I know that I'm not processing it the same way that she is, but in a sense, and I don't know that that was right or that's the right way to go about it, but that was my feeling about it, right? Obviously in public, with people there, you're traumatizing other people and, and we know that these, that molestation begets molestation and that suicide begets suicide in a lot of cases with this mental health shit, you know? I don't know why, but tends to be that, you know, children that were molested end up doing it to other people. And I, I'm not, you know, qualified to speak on that or why, but it, it, the data is there to suggest that these things do happen. They follow, right? Yeah. Um, it's tough, bro. It's tough to know that, like, and then as a man, understanding that life is tough. And even as successful as I've been and, and as uh, good as my life has been, like, life is tough, bro. Life is hard. I see it. I feel it. Everybody yeah, feels it. 100%. I see that money doesn't change it. Fuck no. Money that, doesn't change it. That status shit. doesn't change it. Power doesn't change it. That, that at any point, uh, a Robin Williams or, like, all of these people tell you that they get to the pinnacle of what their career space could be or what people think you're a legend in life and they're like... This shit is whack, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they're just mentally, they're just, you know, they're just not okay. And, and they want to be somewhere else. It's a, uh, I guess we not, none of us asked to be here, right? Nope. Not that, not that I'm conscious of in this realm. So it's tough for me to judge anybody for anything that they do in that term. Cause I can understand the fact that we're all just, you know, here and making decisions based off of of these feelings that we have it's a i don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that yeah it's, it's tough to hear because comment sections are comment sections and they you know people tend to be cynical and and hateful when they're not face to face as much right we yeah. see that in the social space that it's easy to just talk shit or throw two cents or not know but I've, I've experienced suicide around me quite a quite a few times, so I understand that it's a very complicated onion, and there's a lot of layers to it. There is. It's funny, like when people. What does the hat stand for? Never give up. That's my. Never business. give up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I seen it on your coffee cup as well. Oh, yeah, Tell us about go. that a little bit. It's the hat. It's training. Started 12 years ago. Personal training. Mm -hmm. That's also. I would think I was 16 years old. Um, went through depression dude I've been I, f I feel like everyone struggles with depression and anxiety probably you know to Some a certain extent yeah. and I feel like depression never leaves you you have to just learn how to work around it and accept it and not let it control your life yeah I mean like we know some other people that don't know how to accept that though yeah I mean I've heard I've heard someone tell me like I've never been depressed before we heard that the other night too. Yeah. Or I've never had anxiety. It's it's part of us, bro. Yeah. You know? Did you watch the Stutz documentary, the Jonah Hill and the Stanley I case? tried. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. 
But did there's you? a point. Yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought he made some good points. I know that's a little hard to follow. Um, but there's a point that he makes where he said that there's he's done so much psychological work and he actually tries to not be a therapist and just listen, but actually tries to give people tools to to tell you that you can change your life if you want to, you know? And one of his things was like these three constants, right? It's like constant work. This is the three things that everybody in life will always experience is, is uh, I, I forget exactly how I put it, but basically like anxiety, yeah. uh, uneasiness, and constant work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can either find, he was basically getting at us finding, us finding solace in the process. Because even if you set a goal for yourself and you attain it, and then you find out that, okay, I'm done with this shiny object or whatever it is, and it didn't solve whatever I thought it would or give me the status that I thought it would, and now I'm back on the hunt again, right? So he's like, you need to understand that no matter where you go or how high you climb, that you will constantly feel uneasy. And like there, there's, that's anxiety, right? It's never ending. It's never ending. And you're never satisfied. No, constant, unending work, anxiety, um, restlessness, right? I feel restless as a man. As I aged, um, I'm 41, I'll turn 42 this year. In my 20s, I felt lackadaisical in some senses, but as I've gotten older and faster, now I've been consumed with like understanding expiration, understanding that I feel like I've found my passion and that I have all of this creative energy that like, I have to get out and it drives me to like just want to go you know harder within context you know but like I mean I feel I feel uneasy that I'm not gonna finish I'm not gonna do as much as I could what do you mean just in general of like that wasted time and that life's a lot shorter than than we feel like it is and I think that we all have something that we can offer the world and once we find it, we gotta, you know, we gotta go in that direction. I just feel like as you age, you feel like time goes faster, right? Our perception of time changes. I've heard that before. Yeah, with children and those things. Um, I feel like it speeds up. So months go by faster, days go by faster. You know, as a child, every Christmas or every Feels holiday forever. is forever. Yeah. Getting 16 is, I mean, I felt like that was the longest period of my life, bro. Yeah. Turning 16 to be able to drive or turn 18 to be able to do what you want or 21. Well, now you're gambling and you get to go to Vegas and these reward things that you've, these visions that you've had of what your life's going to be like, right? And now Friday hits and you're like, how the fuck is it Friday already? Yeah, the bills Time are always due. So Everything just keeps spinning. Um, and you feel like you're not getting enough done. No. It's things are getting by you, you know? Um, I think our perception of time definitely is like a slingshot, you know? It stretches and then you're off, right? And you keep going, you know? Tell us about the training. Oh yeah, so never give up. Um, I was four, yeah, 14 and a half. I went out drinking one night, ended up blacking out, woke up in the hospital. Wow. Wires all over me, my parents right above me at 14 and a half. You fell or? I think I just drank way too much and I knocked blacked out, out and blacked out and someone found me in the park, face planted down. I don't know. But after that day is when I remember feeling the effects of depression and anxiety. So alcohol was my first trigger. That was your trigger? Yes. And I went through something called derealization and depersonalization. Have you guys heard of this? I, I, I can imagine where it's going, but go ahead. Yeah. So I started feeling symptoms of living in a bubble. Um, things I touched didn't feel real. Uh, my words, I felt like were slurring, and I just couldn't be around anyone. I dealt with that for a month straight, went to at least five or six different therapists, doctors to try to find out what it was. None of them knew what it was. Um, had my second episode, again with alcohol. So I realized I've had, I've had this derealization, depersonalization thing about like seven to eight times, and it's either triggered by drinking too much or lack of sleep and being stressed out okay and i started doing research online and it's it's a thing it is a thing yeah people share it derealization and depersonalization a lot of therapists are now um acknowledging acknowledging and like there's research on it and 
whatnot. It's probably a really scary place to be operating from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that first month where I, where I started feeling all that and we went to all these doctors and they're trying to figure out what it was and no one could f figure it out. I was like, dude, this is the worst thing. I don't want to I don't want to feel this anymore. Yeah. You know, nothing felt real. And nothing felt real. Nothing. Yeah. And like I couldn't even be around people. I didn't go to school. I didn't work. No perception of no, like yeah. I was just laying in bed and just yeah. feeling dead. And I remember I, I went to the kitchen and just downed a bottle of whatever pills it was to try to get someone's attention on this. Wow. And that's the that's when I got admitted as a fifty one fifty. And ever since that day, depression and anxiety, I've been dealing with it. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. You just got to learn how to work around it. And again, tools, mm -hmm. breath work, um, medita meditating, exercising, getting out there and getting some sun. Yeah, you're obviously a big, a big fitness guy. So fitness does that help? I, yeah. So that's where I never gave up. Never give up came from. Yeah. I kept telling, I remember sitting in the hospital bed. I'm like, dude, don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep going. The things are going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And it did. It's, I mean, I don't think it's ever, things are never going to be okay, but yeah, it's going a lot better. I'm, ha I'm, I'm super content and happy with where I'm at in life right now. Good. As far as mm, mental state. You know? That's the most important. Um, it fuels everything else, right? Yeah. Without a positive mental state, where we're really spinning our wheels, right? Yeah. Fuck, I just got hot. <laughs> Get comfy, dog. Take the jacket off, whatever. You're wearing a couple of layers. Bro. Uh, so wait, I know you've messed with mushrooms. Do you use that in between the ayahuasca? Do you microdose? Like, how do you use that as a secondary tool? I got into psilocybin <clears throat> after getting introduced to ayahuasca. Um, I don't take psilocybin to go out and party. I take it to do some inner work. So the last time I did it, I took a high dose. I think it was like seven grams. Sat really good my, dose. <laughs> That's a really high dose. <laughs> sat in my living room, lights off with a candle and pen and paper. What'd you come up with? I gotta go back to my notes, but it was, it's, it's all about like inner work. Like, yeah. why am I feeling sad? Oh, this is the reason why. This is the reason why. It's like, it's tools. Did you come up with like, was it legible what you were writing? Yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot about, I remember going back to my writing, it was all, of, I love yous. So like giving back to myself. I need to give myself more credit in what I'm doing in life, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you spoke so, about your background and how self-love. Your uh, your your background is unaccepting of your career path, obviously. Oh yeah, like going into training. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Persian Jew. Persian Jews do not become personal trainers; they become doctors or lawyers. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't go to college, you look down upon. Yeah. I mean, my ex's dad didn't approve of me because I wasn't educated. I didn't have a college degree. Which I mean, I'm. I mean, I know tons of people that are that have college degrees that are total idiots, right? We talked about that previously. That yep. like, you can't buy intelligence, or you know, it's it's uh, it's earned. Obviously, there's some tools that you get, but you know, I didn't do much schooling, but I do think that I'm pretty pretty sharp. So, I understand though that that can be a little, you know, hurtful, if nothing else, you know. Yeah. It's a bad place to be operating from. We're supposed to support and like. I don't. This this thing. I don't judge. Like no. To each their own. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm. I feel sorry for you for having to judge me because I don't have a college degree. Yeah, it's you know? sad. It's sad. It sucks. Very limited. Uh, yes. All these personalities yeah. and people that you could have around you that are brilliant, probably, but because they're not fitting the square peg in the round hole, you're they're you know not worth of it you know I mean, dude i've been i've been a personal trainer for i'm going again going on my 12th year now i only work till 11 a.m every day monday through friday i have all this other free time i'm buying real estate i'm able to save i'm able to dabble into projects like and i'm only 30 years old i bought my first rental property when i was 26. amazing bro as a personal trainer That's with great. no fucking college degree and no mommy and daddy money either 
Right. I didn't even tell my parents I bought the house until I closed escrow. Wow. You know? How did they respond? My mom was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just bought a house in Vegas. My first rental property at 26. She's like, how did you do this? I was like, what do you mean how? I've been working, saving. She didn't understand it though. No, <laughs> until I showed her videos and actually took her to the property. It was like, holy shit. How did right, she respond to that? They were happy. You know what? My parents were always supportive. Yeah. You know, my parents were supportive. It was outside, the outside world. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like my parents had no choice. Like I was that kid, like, listen, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta follow your path, bro. Dude, I have I a lot of respect for people that are willing to, to, to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? And follow the path that they want to follow. I mean, obviously I was an actor as a kid and getting into cannabis or quitting acting to grow weed was probably frowned upon to say the least, or I was a total <laughs> fucking idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially being, it's not like I was a working actor, so I was, you know, successful, so to say, or whatever, you know? So for me to want to do something that was still against the law was like, I'm a fucking idiot, bro, or like a fuck up, right? But now, uh, as times have changed and it's been more accepted and things like that, maybe I was a pioneer, right? Shit. So it all depends on like <laughs> on like what, how you look at it. Yeah, it's tough though. Brian, yes. How do you feel about ayahuasca? Damn, you guys seem like you want to do it. I do want to do it, but for some reason I'm fucking it's scared just, shitless. You're supposed to be scared. If you're not scared, you have fucking issues, dude. Going into this, if you're not worried or scared a little bit, there's something off with you, bro. Well, it's, there's clearly something off with me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a given. But just, I don't know, dude. Uh, like, I feel like, I don't know, you, I think you're ready too, man. Man, man. What's, what's the diet? Nothing, it's just like no animal products for a week. They say two weeks, so I start on seven days. Clean the slates, like no, no eggs? No, like gotta go full vegan, no smoking, no sex. No alcohol. Sex and alcohol, fine. Whole foods. Not even sex and alcohol, bro. No, no, I'm saying. I don't okay, drink. okay. Yeah, yeah you got to do the whole vegan thing. You did the vegan thing for a minute. So for you, you're used you to it. Yeah, I did. I was vegan for like nine months. I kept a strict vegan diet and then a vegetarian for a long time and pescatarian, like just fish, um, and vegetarian for like years. Um, it wasn't the best diet for me physically i was just i probably wasn't eating well enough but i was really thin bro i mean i've always been skinny but uh i was really really thin and more sickly looking i felt great it's hard to like get people to transition to your your healthy lifestyle if you look like you're dying though you know what i mean <laughs> and i mean i think that you did if you're on a raw vegan diet and and or if you have somebody that's professionally preparing meals for you and you're getting a full range of, of things that you need and your body Proteins, needs. fats, carbs. Yeah, then I think you're okay. I think that we have like a, a whole cycle of vegans that are like on plant-based foods, but like plant-based American food, like bullshit, like impossible burgers and Fuck chips that. and whatever yeah. they can actually eat, Oreos. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so like it's, you know, obviously we're operating from a pretty bad space. You'd probably be better off on like a paleo real food fucking diet you know what i mean and just eating less you know so i'm back on the meat now i feel better um i enjoy it once i picked up i, I had only fish for like six years once i started eating meat again i became like a beef monster though i just Dude, you eat beef like every day i love it i don't know why i feel like you became super a carnivore i feel like you've become a man since you started eating beef okay i'm <laughs> fucking with you <laughs> yeah i mean i was pretty high strung regardless you know what i mean so there was never any of that, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely feel, I feel fuller and I don't have to eat as much. Um, I'm on like one meal a day almost at this point. Maybe really? two. Yeah. Are you living off caffeine? I do drink coffee <laughs> like crazy. You don't get munchies when you smoke weed? Mm, I can, late night and stuff. I just try to limit what I have around me, you know what I mean? Dude, the mushies give me mush. I'm they do too. They get me good, bro. Yeah, if I'm micro or like over a micro, yeah. then I'll be hungry as fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah dude, mushrooms give me munchies. Yeah. Really? And I yes. have to like, I have to watch what I keep around myself because I'll go in, bro. You know what I mean? I can eat. But uh, 
I just tend to like shop for the kids and whatever I'm using at the house is like basics for everyday shit. You know what I mean? I try to limit myself to that so I'm not just like, if I go to Trader Joe's with all the snacks they have, I'll go crazy, bro. I'll make myself sick eating. Dude, I walk in there and I'm like, damn. I don't go to Trader Joe's for that reason because I know what I'm going to end up with. Hell yeah. Every different type of sea salt, caramel, <laughs> fucking chocolate dipped cookie the cracker Trader Joe's pretzels. is the ultimate like bachelor shopping store because everything's like pre-made. I love Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's my favorite business model ever. You know, it's one of the most profitable retail. Really? Has the biggest, highest profit margins of any retail store on earth. Because they're packaged foods. Because they, yeah, it's all their own brands. So they take like the best from everywhere and they do make it Trader own. Joe's way and they make it their own. Okay. Yeah, they have a really cool model actually when you break it down. It's a very very successful chain. Just imagine walking into Trader Joe's high. Oh, I used to do it every day. That's what I'm telling you. It's dangerous. I haven't been in a while. Because then it's for the kids, and then they'll be all cracked out on all the sugar and all the shit. And yeah, and that's not a good thing. It's a slippery slope, bro. I'll have $300 worth of just different kinds of chocolates and ice creams and shit when I go. $300 of Trader Joe's is a lot of food. It does. It, it seems like Trader Joe's, the food, the... A bag's like 40 bucks. Yeah, it goes further, I feel like, than, than if I go to Ralph's for some reason. 100%. Yeah, it's interesting. So the bikes, you like the bikes too, huh? Yeah, I've been riding since I was 14. Really? Brought my first bike home when I was 14. Yeah. Looked at my parents and said, don't fucking touch this bike. <laughs> what kind of bike? Oh, R1. Yeah? Yamaha Sport wow. Bike. 14, huh? 14. Wow, that's no a driver's good bike. License, no Nothing. Nothing. Nice. Nothing. I had a bike for my first car, too. I had a little Harley, a little sports Sportster. Yeah? Yeah, my dad was a, my stepdad was a biker, and I was around that, like, scene. So, um, he taught me how to ride on a Heritage Softail. He was on the back and put me on the front so he could hold the motherfucker up because I was too short <laughs> and taught me how it worked. And then uh, I got a little Sportster and I was like, because I, I could get my permit. You can get a motorcycle permit and you could ride legally, right? Yeah. And so I was going on all my auditions and shit by myself on the Harley. I have some funny stories I didn't even about know that. you were in acting. Yeah. Yeah, I was a child actor. So um, I told you this. I know, but what's, what was that video? What was the movie? Sorry. Sandlot. I haven't watched it. No? He's, I'm not, I haven't he's watched Persian it. Jewish. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a very uh, American uh, baseball, American friendship. It's like a cult classic, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Like the Little days. Rascals? Bigger, probably. Way bigger. Yeah. All right, I got to go watch thing, it now. You know? um, but yes, like the Little Rascals, like that type of vibe, you know? Um, we were a little older and a little rougher around the edges, but like Goonies, Little Rascals, it has that type of cult vibe to it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot um, about the Goonies. But yeah, I used to ride my little Harley around LA. I have a funny story. I was going up on Sunset um, and uh, I was turning around on like one of those little side streets off Sunset going to an audition. And I fucking, I was small, bro. I was like just tiny, probably weighed like 90 pounds. And I got this bike and even so a sportster sat So you were Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Smaller though, probably. You were on a Sportster? Yeah, and I was on a Sportster. And uh, 15, and I'm trying to turn it around on a hill, and I just fucking lean it over on myself. Dump. People coming over trying to help me up and shit. That was one time. Then there was another time I was on La Cienega at sunset, oh, right? Dude, that hill On the brutal. hill, right? And I'm in the left-hand turn lane, and I've missed two lights already because the bike keeps stalling, and I'm panicking. I'm 15 years old. And this fucking, this old school biker, big ass ape hangers, fucking German helmet with the spike, long ass <laughs> beard and hair, <coughs> prototypical like easy rider off the, off the magazine, right? He pulls up next to me and he looks over and he says, kick it into first. <laughs> <laughs> and God, by God, I was in fucking second gear trying to go on that hill, stall it out. As he just looked and he said, kick it into first. <laughs> I said, oh shit, thanks. And he said... He said, which way is the beach? And I said, that way. And he had Chicago, he had, he had Illinois plates. And he was like, right on. And he took off. And I was like, oh, shit. It was a cool That's ass. That's funny. It was some cool vibes, though. Oh, Kick it into first, bro. Dude, I remember driving stick shift up that hill. That shit sucked. Yeah, that shit's wild. I used to always have stick shift cars manual when we were younger, racing Hondas and shit, too. That was our thing. I'd bypass that street after the first time. Yeah, bro. I'll find yeah, another way to get city and traffic. I remember having, like, like three-stage clutch, like... Oh, yeah, built yeah. motors on the 405 with my fucking foot shaking on the pedal trying to hold the clutch Dude, in, I in traffic. Like in traffic, I'd cross my legs and use my right foot <laughs> exactly. to do the clutch after. You have to, yeah. bro. Fuck. Good time. So what kind of bike you got? I got the Roglide Special. 
Yeah, Do I have a street glide too. Do I ride it? I seen, I seen your Instagram. I saw you out there stunning, yeah. peeling and fucking popping up and shit. I'm trying, I'm trying. That's yeah. Instagram though. Do you actually I'm ride trying. it right? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're always in the Jeep. Yeah. I mean, it's free. It was raining. Yeah, it's so raining. I'm about, freezing. I'm about yeah. You're wearing weather. like seven layers. You'll be fine. <laughs> Is that your first Harley? Uh, second. Second? What'd I, you have before? Sportster. You had a Sportster. Yeah. Yeah. Sportster. And then they're fun little bikes. They're it's cool. Yeah, dude, it's crazy now riding the road glide and then jumping on a Sportster. Sportster is like fucking. It feels like a toy. It does. It's crazy. Yeah, but like they're fun bike. though, like in traffic and shit. I know? wish I would have kept it. Yeah, because it like commuting. It's yeah, a better yeah. bike for others. It is. I just I don't know. Like my street glide is it's a monster, bro. Like I'm not like comfortable enough on it to be splitting. Yeah, so his is a road glide, which is so the only two difference between a street glide and a road glide is. Street Glide has, uh, Road Glide has a fixed fairing. Got it. So the suspension is independent. Your steering is independent. With the Street Glide, the fairing is on oh. that, so you're turning the fairing with it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, same same bike setup. Is yours fatter? No, they're the same. Sa- literally same. Same thing bike, on. just different, just different fairing. It's crazy because some some days I'll wake up, gear up, get ready to go for a ride, and then something in my stomach will tell me don't get on. Yeah. And I don't get on. There you go. You got to follow it. Yeah, listen to it. And I just go There's right back. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a lot, bro. And it's it's not like we live somewhere where it's like you don't have to worry about it. I'm not worried about me. I'm not a crazy rider. I'm not doing no. nothing crazy. It's those but fucking Tesla drivers and the Prius drivers. Somebody on their phone. Somebody you don't hear. <laughs> somebody that just pulls out in front of you. Like, I, I'm nervous fucking going through stoplights and shit yeah. and looking both Dude, ways I, I and making sure that over. somebody's not pulling out of their fucking driveway, not paying attention because... Yeah, I'm not trying to go over the handlebars and fucking slide yeah. or anything, you know? No, you we're talking have... about that at lunch. No, thanks. I crashed the sports store when I was younger. I was uh, coming up Sepulveda, and uh, um, I just gave our location away a little bit, huh? No. <laughs> anyway, I was coming up Sepulveda to Plumber. I'm coming through okay. Plumber, and I came through cars, and I was running a yellow light. It wasn't red, but I was... Homeboy was in, a, in like a Ranchera, like a Ford Ranchera. And he turned in front of me, like an Elko type of car. And I fucking swerved and I slid and I just clipped his tail end a little bit, right? I didn't drop the bike, but right? Bent my fucking wheel sideways. He took off. It like spun him out a little bit and then he just bailed. And then there was this chick. There was like uh, this biker chick that like came and pulled up. You good? Oh, that fucker took off. I'm after him. And she went and chased after him and shit. And I was like, it's good. Don't trip. Like, she was gone, bro. She tried to go find him and shit. (laughs) You know, bikers stick together. But yeah, that was a moment. I didn't ride for a while after that either. It shook me up a bit. It was enough to be like, oh shit. Yeah. Anytime you wipe out on a bike, you're like, do I still want to do this? Yeah. It's crazy. I've been riding for over 10 years. You better go knock on some wood with your next Not, not one just, accident. Just keep trusting that feeling. Inside I've always, you. I do, I just follow my gut feeling with everything. Dude, I got pulled over for my first time like a month ago. I've never been pulled over on a bike ever. It's because yeah. you run from that? No, I don't run from no. them, but I just never been pulled over for some reason. It's my first because you're on a big ass bike. No, even on a Dyna or the Dyna's light as fuck, bro. Dude, I got pulled over by a biker cop too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. looked down like. That's Bro, you know re- yeah, really? Come on, What for? Speeding or something? Yeah. <sighs> How fast? So I was going down San, v- San Vicente, right where I live. The same road I take every single day, twice a day. There's never cops on that road. I'm hitting probably like 65, 70. There's no one around. Yeah, but you're on a bike. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Cruising, bumping music, and I see a cop from down the... West Hollywood or LA? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah, I see him with the gun. I'm like, all right, great. He's about to pull me over. So I go. He gets behind me, and I'm not stopping. I'm just going to keep going. Lights are still on. What's going through my mind is should I just fucking You're on the road it? glide. Yeah. Oh, you can't get away from him on a road glide. I could. Because, you? dude, over there, it's, it's a busy street once you yeah. get onto uh, Ocean. Because they won't chase you. Probably. And they'll back off. Yeah. I was, about, I was this close to, like... Hitting it until another biker got behind it. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm pulling over. Pull over. Two bike cops? Two bike cops. Oh, yeah. Pulled me over. He's like, yo, you know how fast you're going? Da, da, da. I was, I mean, it's like, you're supposed to go 30 on this road. I was going 75. I didn't even realize. He's like, why didn't you stop when I first lit you up? I was like, you want me to be honest? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, I contemplated on like 
not stopping, just leaving. And he started laughing. <laughs> he's like, he's, he busted out. He was dying. He's like, well, thanks for being honest. I'm like, until I saw your partner pull up, I was like, no. I was about to go. I was like, I'm good, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> give, me my, give me my fucking first ticket and let me go. Traffic school it what is. What did he say? He didn't, he didn't like, he didn't give you a hard time about no, it? No, he was so laughing. He was he's like, he's like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, come on, bro. You're a rider. You're going to give me a, a ticket? Uh-huh. He's like, I have to. We've been getting a lot of complaints about people speeding. I was like, it was probably me, man. Just give me the ticket. <laughs> Well, at least it was cool about it. Cool about yeah, it's it. true. So as we're wrapping it up, is there anything you'd want to tell the listeners or tell your younger self from 10 years ago that you know now? Dude, I, everything happens for a reason. And, uh, don't dwell on things. Um, whatever you're going through in life right now, it's, it's your path. There's no right time or wrong time. Um, just move with love, move with uh, integrity, and um, treat people the way you want to be treated. Wise words. And stay active. Yeah. Go go get some sun. Go move. You know? Um, Stagnation is Yeah, go work out. It's deadly, bro. Take some time to yourself. Mm -hmm. Put your fucking phone away and breathe for 20 minutes. When's the last time you've done that? When's the last time you literally put your phone away? I do that all the time. Yeah? I'm all... It's the best. What about you? Yeah, I try to. Try try to have some solace at times, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, but yeah. Make time for yourself. I need to do it more. Where can people find you? Uh, either Instagram, never give up. That's about it. Pretty easy. <laughs> Pretty easy. Not too shabby. Just Google my name. I'll come up. There you go. Well, appreciate you coming on today. Buddy. Thank you for sharing with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, true. No, that was uh, some of those subjects were a little deep, so it's cool to to have. Uh, we love to have people come on and tell their experiences and and be vulnerable in spaces. You know. Yeah. There's help everywhere. You know. Yeah. Just, just help everywhere. Reach out. Yeah, I, I try to tell people to like, you know, just holler. And it's bro. okay. It's okay to break down from time to time. I think it's necessary. Yeah. Right? You gotta build. You gotta break down the muscles to build back stronger, right? Yep. That's part of the thing, you know. Tear them and, and build back. So that's part of life. Thanks again, guys. Thanks yeah, for having me. Thanks, Sam. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. See you guys on the next one.